Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. And this station. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two at Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. In a moment, we'll be joined by Trey Beatty of Hogsports.com. Being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. Uh, Neil, he's under the weather today, so I will stand in for the moment. I want you to check out on the app bet saracen you can check this out on betsaracen.com but they have got all kinds of daily specials such as the mls specials the one that caught my eye today was the match eight specials that's between steph curry clay thompson patrick mahomes and travis kelsey and uh example birdie or better on Hole number seven, Uh, Curry Thompson plus 130, Mahomes, Kelsey plus 150. I could go on and on. I mean, there there is so many prop specials to take a look at uh, on the match eight specials. There's cross sport specials, UFC, NFL season specials, and then. One I really like to look at is the NCAA F NCAA football season specials. There's all kinds of specials. And then if you just want to go to, let's say, the MLB tab at the uh, baseball tab at the top, uh, you've got the MLB, uh, then you've got the Arkansas Travelers, you've got the Northwest Arkansas Naturals. Be sure and check out all of the daily specials. And be sure to check out all of the different ones that involve our in-state teams that are still playing right now, the Travelers and the Naturals. You'll find that where? At Bet Saracen or Bet Saracen, the app. Get it on the app store. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293, family owned and operated since 1980, Asher Record, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service, ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. (laughs) I had your volume turned off for a moment. Ah, man. Uh... What are we going to talk about today? I, I, was, I was thinking about that uh, as we were approaching your segment because I don't know if it's official or not, but I feel like we are now really into the true dog days of summer. College baseball is over. Yeah. The college athletic season is over for the time being. Rick, why don't we ask Trey some of these things we debated about. Can a player, can a player practice? Let's say Devo Davis. Can he practice, work out with the team without being in summer school? I guess. Stop uh, the band. Yeah, we got him, didn't on. we? <laughs> we don't know either. Because think about it. Okay, so football players are here, but they're not officially practicing, but they're unofficially working out and everything. But they could mm-hmm. have summer jobs. That's the way it used to be. But let's just say a guy was employed mm-hmm. instead of a class. You, can you do that and still practice? And what if you're a newcomer? Well, what, used, what if you what if you've never played on the team before? Well, like Chandler Lawson. What about him? Right? Could, could he because he hadn't enrolled yeah. yet? 
if you're a newcomer, that's maybe where it gets a little tricky, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're a returning player, then I, I don't see why that would be a problem. I mean, it wasn't 10 years ago, maybe, where right. the NCAA changed it, where summer school was paid for Yeah. Uh, as part of your scholarship, because it used not to be. And so if it's not, then I'm sure there were some people that maybe couldn't afford um, to take summer school classes, but still worked out with the, you know at the university back when summer workouts were a little bit more voluntary you didn't always have the entire team there but for a new guy that might be an interesting question yeah so I don't, he, I'm not I guess we could talk to the compliance department and find out if we really want that answer but I'm guessing like for basketball they're probably all enrolled in summer school I'm just guessing they are particularly oh, yeah. the the transfers in because they need they probably need the credits wouldn't you think? Yes. I mean, if they were... Now, the the guy from Memphis, he might not be. He's a grad transfer. I mean, I mean I, he's right. he's not because he came in he came in after after summer school had already yeah. started. Or at least... But the second session I don't know starts if the, next I don't know week. if the second, se- yeah, second starts session next starts week. next week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, yeah, maybe that's, that's a good question. That, but that's probably uh, a better question for uh, compliance. But wouldn't that be... Trey, wouldn't it be the same for every sport? So, in other words, whatever is applicable for football should be the same for basketball, same for baseball, on down the line, should it not? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see why it would be different. Because the only thing, uh, as an example, the lady, well, in fact, last year, it was the the men who took the, the trip to Italy this year, the ladies are getting ready to take a trip to Greece. Um, wouldn't it? I mean, they would have to be in summer school, would they not, in order to be able to uh, go with? Because they'll get what up to ten early practices before uh, they leave to go overseas, and then they'll have the exhibition games and all know. that stuff. I don't know. I don't know why that why summer school would matter as much. I mean, if you're Accepted, you know, to be enrolled in school during the regular semesters, then I don't know why summer school is a requirement exactly. I don't. Well, I think that would be necessary, though, to get any kind of stipend from the school, whether it be for lodging or. Well, if you signed a financial aid agreement form or a scholarship, a national letter of intent with, you know, plans to enroll, I don't know. I mean, we can just guess, but I mean, Probably should hit up somebody in, in compliance and, <laughs> and get an answer. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, you're the king of uh, freedom of information, all that other stuff. So uh. <laughs> I'm the king. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting any pressure on you to find this stuff out. Do you understand? Yeah. I don't know if like kings and freedom of information go together. Really, okay. seems like that would be more a democratic process. Oh. Okay. Um, I am looking at uh, Hog Sports right now, and one particular story that I thought was um, Danny had one on Moore, M-O-R-E, Moore, on Arkansas's weekend visitors. Wasn't this, Trey, Mm -hmm. isn't this supposed to be the whopper of the weekend where you had the most visitors coming in if i remember correctly yeah yeah i think there were 17 total visitors that came in last weekend and uh it's kind of i mean with you know visitors not aren't coming in now you know so this weekend so uh it's it's kind of been a quiet day and it's been a while since we've had you know a day that just was was quiet so um you know danny took a look back um you know just on some of the visitors that came in this past weekend and reviewed some of the stuff that uh, you know some of them had said and you know i think a lot of people are are um you know keeping their eye on uh, norwell white uh, out of ocean springs mississippi there's people over at the mississippi state site that think that there's a, a chance that he could flip to them um you know, Selman Bridges is another guy I think that we're keeping an eye on. He didn't visit last weekend. He visited Texas last weekend. But Selman Bridges is like the number 50-ranked prospect in the entire country. And 
I mean, the thought, you know, if we talked about him last week. The thought was, you know, Arkansas may finish second, and, you know, it's not the end of the world anymore to finish second because, you know, you never know what's going to happen with somebody's mm-hmm. college career, and they may look back and remember, well, I mean, you talk to Texas people, you know, they're insiders over there, and they think Arkansas is the team to beat for, for him, for Selman Bridges. So they said that they Arkansas just hit it out of the park on their visit there. So that's something to keep an eye on, too. So there's, you know, there's obviously never-ending movement with, with football recruiting. But, you know, June, again, is a big month, and there's a lot of guys coming up in July who are making announcements um, coming up very soon. So... There, I'll say this, Jaquan McCroy, um, who's out of Alabama, also a top 100 prospect, who, you know, a couple of weeks ago thinking Oregon, well, you know, or excuse me, thinking Arkansas, well, now it seems like more thinking Oregon. And, you know, we're watching Fletcher Westfall, who's making a decision to, uh, you know, pretty soon. And, you know, is that going to be Arkansas? Is going to be Clemson or somebody else? You know, there's there's some big decisions coming up. The uh, NCAA and the governing body for the National Letter of Intent program announced new policies allowing athletes to back out of their NLI agreements without penalty under certain circumstances. I think this is when it's been long overdue. Okay, if um, uh, there's a change in coach, the coach leaves. Yep then uh, he can um, get out of that that NIL. And uh, there was another one in here, and I'm trying to find it. Uh, there were two different circumstances, but one of, them, one of them involved the coach, and I forget what the other one was. But, you know, that's, that's, that's common sense if you've got a coaching change, which is really what bogged down Ron Holland over at – Texas, and I don't know if it was strictly because Chris Beard left uh, that he wanted out of his NIL, but they sure drug it out. Yeah, that whole situation was weird, Randy. I mean, Texas drug that out, and, you know, he could be, since he had asked out of it, he could be recruited by other schools, so it wasn't stopping that. It was just preventing him signing with what we were all told was going to be Arkansas. So, I just don't, you know, he waited until Texas granted him the release, you know, all that stuff, so on and so forth, and then goes to the G League where it didn't matter if he had a release or not. The whole situation was just bizarre. I mean, nothing nothing about that added up. Very bizarre. Uh, There was a big offensive lineman from Kentucky. I meant to talk about that or ask you about that yesterday. Zuri Madison. Yeah, Zuri Madison, 6'5", 315 out of Lexington, Kentucky. He was a guy that Arkansas didn't uh, like offer until fairly recently. It was like May 18th, so it wasn't that far off. He took his official visit on June 16th, a month later, and then uh, committed to Arkansas um, just two days ago. And he's a guy that this staff really likes. They they love his football knowledge, his you know the way he understands leverage and things of that nature. Uh, Arkansas, Miami. West Virginia, I believe those are the ones that he had taken official visits to. Kentucky had offered him, um, and a number of other schools. Illinois was really high on him, too. So, uh, second offensive line commit joining Kobe Branham um, so far in this class. So, yeah, that's, uh, but again, he took his official visits all in June to Arkansas, Miami, and West Virginia, and uh, Arkansas felt pretty good about him. He's the number two ranked prospect in the state of Kentucky, and number 34 ranked interior offensive lineman in the country. Good get. Very yep. good get. Mm-hmm. Um, this from Savage. I love Savage. I mean, he is so, so savvy with uh, the social media. Um, from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback, Ashtray, what did you think the University of Arkansas will do for Ryan Mallett this year? Just a sticker on the helmet or jersey? I think something like that would be appropriate. Some kind of decal, helmet sticker or something. Um, you know, we talked yesterday about some possibilities that may, they may explore. But to me, that's, you know, that's, um, I feel like that's what they did for Paul Eels. 
Um, I feel like that was, you know, wasn't there a decal or something on the helmet? Um, for Coach Boyles, yeah. JFB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think something like that would be appropriate, maybe a, a 15 decal or something like that. The other suggestion, Trey, was uh, renaming. Marley came up with the idea of renaming the um, quarterback room, the Ryan Mallett Memorial Quarterback Room. I think that could be appropriate also. Yeah, Yeah. I like that one too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Okay, I got some other feedback over here. Uh, This one, I think we sort of had mentioned yesterday. Couldn't quite figure out how to do it. So, um, this from the 870, like to start a petition, dedicate the 15-yard line to Ryan Mallett. Uh, Would you have any information what I would need to do for that petition-wise? I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. No, I don't either. Uh, this from the Hogman, the Intruder. Huh. Hogman, the Intruder. Uh, ask Trey if he thinks that Brawl's hurry-up no-huddle offense could have had something to do with the Hogs' go-line woes by wearing down the O-line. I feel like Pittman identified a big reason for that, and that was strength and conditioning. He felt like they weren't as strong late in the season as they were early in the season and obviously he made a change I mean, basically on the tarmac on the way home from Missouri I mean fired the whole strength staff and the nutrition staff so I feel like that was what he identified number one is the problem but yeah I mean <laughs> I don't know that I'll tell you the, the, the play I hate most in football uh, aside from third down fade to the corner of the end zone at the goal line. I hate that play. <laughs> the play I hate most is first down on a pass, and then we got to hurry up to the line of scrimmage and run a play up the gut that gets one or two yards, it seems like, every single time. And every hurry-up coach in the country does that, and everybody knows it's coming. It's just hurry up, get to the line of scrimmage before the defense gets ready, you know. Yeah, 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 hurry up. And then it almost feels like you burn a play. But, I mean – you got a huge running back, a huge quarterback. You can't get a push. I mean, they even tried Trey Knox, which made no sense when they did Trey Knox at the goal line because you already have a big quarterback who can move a pile. Uh, it just seemed like they were trying everything and could not get a push. Arkansas put up 471 yards per game last year. You'd take that right now if I told you that's what Arkansas would put up. They didn't have any problem moving the ball between the 20s. It's just... When they got down in the in the in the red zone, particularly in the goal line, and when they had short yarded situations, they couldn't move the ball. And when you got a quarterback that big that can run like that and a big tailback, there's really no excuse for that. And I think it came down to the offensive line and you know just being able to for those guys being able to get a push. So hopefully they've changed some strategies with that and you know some stuff that can. You know, keep them strong during the season. They they lift weights a couple of times a week during season. Unless you're redshirting, then you you lift a, a lot more often. Uh, but if you're a player, then you lift you still lift a couple times during the season. And hopefully they get that corrected because that was the big problem to me with the offense last year was the goal line short yardage. All right, it took me a few minutes to find it in uh, my pile of papers, uh, but. This was the article I was looking for a moment ago. Upcoming, this one again by Danny, upcoming announcement dates for Arkansas targets. Mm -hmm. Zuri Madison was set to make the announcement on the 28th, June 28th. Well, we know that's happened. Yeah. Um, Ashton Bethel-Roman might be next on July 4th. Well, he's got Jaquan McCroy next. That That will be tomorrow. Uh, offensive we're, lineman. We're thinking Oregon there. Uh, Braylon Conley, a corner. That's tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. That's tomorrow night. Okay. In the mix, USC, Arkansas, Texas Tech, Baylor. 
And on the 1st of July, Parker Livingston, a wide receiver. Well, I was way off. <laughs> I don't know that all those guys are going to end up at Arkansas, but um, to me, I think they got a really good shot at Ashton Bethel-Roman, who is, you know, number 92-ranked prospect in the country overall out of Missouri City, Texas, number 16 in Texas. Um, that might be the guy that's maybe next that could end up at Arkansas. Um, Fletcher Westfall, I think, announced that he's about to make his decision also. And he's a big-time offensive line recruit they had in last weekend. I'm looking for his name on here, and I don't see it. It might not be because I think he announced that today, and Danny might not have. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, there it is. Story. Fletcher oh, Westfall okay. at the very bottom of the page. He's saying July 10th on him. Mm-hmm. Braylon Russell, July 14th. 14th, yeah. The running back out of uh, Benton. What are, what are your thoughts on that? I, I I know there was concern that Tennessee might be uh, sweetening the NIL pot for him. Uh, what are you hearing on Braylon Russell, Trey? Uh, Tennessee people kind of think he's going to Arkansas, and Arkansas people seem to kind of think he's going to Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we are. Braylon's done a good job of keeping it close to the Yeah, coast. he really has. Mm-hmm. Uh, no date set yet for Wyatt Simmons, uh, the linebacker out of Searcy Harding Academy. Wouldn't surprise me if that gets set pretty soon, too. And then the other one that is not set is Brian Huff, the linebacker from Valley View mm-hmm. in Jonesboro. Yep, who visited maybe a week before last, I think. Yeah, yes, yes. All right, Trey. Enjoy the rest of the day. Stay safe. Stay inside. Hydrate. We will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey. Betty of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. Drive Time Sports coming up next. Our NFL agent and guru, Chris Turnage, right after the break. Southern Bank presents Family Feud on 103.7 The Buzz. Tune in to Morning Mayhem on Tuesday mornings for your chance to play with Justin Moore, David, and Roger. Family Feud on Morning Mayhem brought to you by Southern Bank. Bank with Southern.com. Guadney Chevrolet has redeployed. Deal Team 6. These guys didn't retire. They reloaded and declared it. Truck Month. Without GM's blessing. Bite the bullet and get up to 7500 off select Silverados in stock with eligible trade. Trading a 2009 or newer? Stack the rebates. As high as 4250 on 2023 Silverado. Upgrade your family's personnel carrier to a 2023 Equinox with 2000 off in stock units. Why shop a mine? field of questionable used cars. Browse a huge selection of pristine pre-owned with Guadney's Deal Team 6 today. Guadney Chevrolet, the top gun of Arkansas's Chevy dealers. Coming from Little Rock? Avoid any traffic or construction by taking the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main, then left on Bailey. To our front door, 1301 TP White Drive. Call 501-982-2102. GuadneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offered with approved credit. See dealer for details. You're going to stand there and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, husker do's, husker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips and dazers, or one single whistling kitty chaser? But Torpedo Joe's Fireworks Superstore does. Just four and a half miles west on Colonel Glenn past the Rave Theater, Torpedo Joe's is West Little Rock's go-to place for fireworks, including commercial show-quality cakes and artillery shells, a 10% off discount for Buzz listeners, as well as military, fire, police, and EMTs. And yes, Torpedo Joe's Fireworks Superstore is air-conditioned. Stacked commercial truck and trailer repair with on-site and roadside service for all commercial vehicles, construction equipment, and material handling. When we say get stacked, we mean it. Service for all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and drive lines with a team of certified technicians and five service trucks to help you get stacked. Stacked commercial truck and trailer. Two miles off I-530, exit 34 in Whitehall. Look, I get it. We all receive a lot of messages and calls. But when you're driving, they can wait. Slow down, phone down. 
Work zone crashes have increased by 70% in Arkansas over the last four years. Law enforcement officers are patrolling work zones with zero tolerance for speeding or distracted drivers. When you enter a work zone, remember, slow down, phone down. It's the law. A message from the Arkansas Department of Transportation and the Arkansas Highway Safety Office. Hey folks, Wild Bill here with Magic Mark at Motorsports Authority in Hot Springs and Russellville. Folks, we're kicking off our third annual Sizzling Summer Sell-Off and my goodness do we have the inventory. That's right, Bill. We've got the best inventory we've ever had. Not going to last long. Terrains, rogues, forerunners, pilots, escapes. And don't forget, we say yes. Come see us. We've got plenty of financing options for you to get you in the vehicle of your dreams. And if you can't make it to one of our locations, you can always visit us online at msastore.com. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. It has been said the rich and famous dine at the Riverfront Steakhouse. But then when they find out that they're just like you and me, and they say, I'm taking advantage of that dinner for two for 60 bucks. It makes me look like I'm rich and famous. When they deliver... That filet, that 10-ounce filet, cooked to perfection. Or maybe when they go through the riverfront salad bar, they think, ha, the rich and famous, yeah, baby, I'm loading up at this salad bar. I'm going to turn this into a meal, which, oh, by the way, that is the largest salad bar in North America. Over 30 items, including baby shrimp iceberg and romaine lettuce spinach pastas and a variety of dressings but the filet combine that with the double f the frank fletcher melt in your hand well actually melt in your mouth the fried shrimp that is oh my goodness wrist to fingertips that's how big they are I don't know how they catch them that big. And then you get to share two side items, whether it be the baked potato size of an NFL football, the onion rings, which I heard a great discussion on that the other day. Have you tried the Riverfront Steakhouse onion rings? Mashed potatoes, hibachi fried rice with chicken French fries, fresh spinach supreme, wild mushrooms, folks, Dine with the rich and dine with the famous, and you'll spend just what they spend. Dinner for two for $60 at the Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock. And tell them I sent you, and be sure to call ahead for reservation 3719000. As for William R. Shapur, a reservation is recommended. That is the Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock in the Wyndham Hotel. Good afternoon, Chris. Hey, guys. Uh, caviar, champagne wishes and caviar dreams at the riverfront, I guess. Sounds like <laughs> that's the place to go. <laughs> it, don't, it doesn't get any better than that, does it, buddy? Absolutely. Uh, that's one thing about the riverfront steakhouse that I can say unequivocally, positively. They cook it to perfection, that filet... And I know for a fact that uh, my friend Chris Turnage has looked like the rich and the famous. He's taking clients there, <laughs> and they think he is the king as he treats them. He treats his clients like royalty. So, what's up, buddy? What's going on in the world of the National Football League? Are we kind of in the um, uh, quiet zone right now in between all the OTAs that finished up? And then you've got the... Uh, fall camp that's about to begin yeah this is kind of the equivalent of the dead period in in college football uh, college recruiting um literally this is kind of a, we talked a little bit about last week i think but the time where the staffs are on vacation and uh 
nothing much is happening. So this is this is literally kind of the the dead time uh, to work through. So it'll start picking up, you know, next week. <clears throat> Excuse me, you'll get some calls and starting to make a few uh, conversations about guys that needing workouts or free agents, those kind of things. Next week, we'll start to pick up a little bit, and then the following week, it'll really pick up uh, there after after the fourth. Uh, that's when everybody will start getting back in. But this is yeah, this is kind of the the quietest time of the year, slowest time of the year in the NFL for sure. So, Chris, who ever caught up with Brandon Allen to talk about Ryan Mallett, discovered that he has signed a one-year contract with the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I thought they already had 16 quarterbacks. How, you know, what's Brandon's outlook there at San Francisco? Yeah, you know, that was an interesting choice. I saw when he signed it, and then, look, maybe that was his only choice. I, I don't know the logic, but, you know, they obviously have three quarterbacks they are all going to be competing for, for yeah. playing time there and even the starter and you know from day one is depending on if Purdy's injury what happens there but you got a high pick that they traded a lot of assets for in Trey Lance um, and then they brought over Sam Darnold who actually played pretty well um, at the end of the season for the Carolina Panthers so uh, especially if that's your number three is Darnold you feel pretty good you know going into the season and he has some guaranteed money um, tied into that so it's interesting Brandon Allen comes in as you know I don't know where he is officially on the depth chart right now with Purdy's injury and all that, but you got to think long term. They're thinking maybe he's behind those guys, um, but maybe they maybe they they know they're going to trade one of those guys. I know Trey Lance has been rumored to be on the block, so maybe there's kind of a trade back there they're thinking, and then they'd have Brandon Allen as their their two or three, um, you know, to keep. So it, it was an interesting choice just in terms of depth, um, but like I said, you never know. Um, what went on in those in his in Brandon Allen's conversation in his camp? If, if that was the only offer at the time, or um, you know the one that felt the best? So it was. What if he had other choices? It was a little interesting based on the depth chart there, but um, certainly uh, he's got some experience to be able to to hang in and hang around. Now it used to be that you had to play three years and three games to qualify for the NFL pension. Is that still the case? And certainly, I guess Brandon Allen's now qualified, right? <clears throat> So it's qualified. So what it is, it's called accredited season, and you have to be on the active roster three or more games. It can be any three, one, two, and 17, one, two, and three. But you don't have to actually have to step on the field, but as long as you're on the active roster with three or more games, you get accredited season. And it wow. takes three accredited seasons to qualify for the pension. Oh. Um, and so once you get three accredited seasons, you get pension for the rest of your life, um, but then that pension amount increases for every credited season you add after that so brandon allen has qualified um you know so he'll definitely have pension, which is nice yeah um but um whether he plays or not it, you know he's already he's already got that but even if he didn't play but was on the active but so many games in cincinnati where he didn't play but he was still on the active roster that that would still count towards that credited season when does that start do you uh, when you're 65 or 55 or can, is it like Social Security? The earlier you start, the less you get. How does that work? So it'll start for NFL players at age 55. 55. For yeah, for the rest of their lives. Wow, goodness, that is a heck of a plan, isn't it? So is there an ultimate cap on how much you can get through the retirement process, Chris? Yeah, I think after I think after 12 credited seasons, uh, that's when it stops going up. So, I think once you get to 12, then it doesn't matter if you have 13, 14, 15. Once you get to 12, it, uh, it doesn't go up from there. Hmm. Okay. And does your salary have anything to do with what your pension is going to be? No, it's all based on credited seasons. So, okay. um, you look at, there's a chart that they have, and if, it, if you have four credited seasons, um, you know, when you retired, then you get this amount for four credit seasons. If you have eight, you get this amount. It doesn't really matter what that what that salary is during those time frames. So if Brandon Allen had as many credited seasons as Patrick Mahomes, he'd get the same amount of money. Correct. Correct. Well, obviously Patrick probably might have a little more saved than Brandon does. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. Perhaps so. Okay, so for for those of us who are really ignorant on this, explain this one to me. So I was reading about Patrick Mahomes, and he signed this long-term contract with an average salary of $45 million. But this year, his base salary for 2023 is $5.5 million. I was just reading that. So does that mean he gets $5.5 million, or is there some other fund that uh, gives him the other $40 million, or how, how's that working for him? Yeah, so generally, what, 
what the and Patrick Mahomes contract by the way was very very team friendly. Like there are a lot of criticisms out there. If you, I mean, they wanted to go get the first hundred million dollar contract, you know, in, in football, blah, blah blah. They did, but it's very uh, team friendly, absolutely. And so um, Patrick Mahomes, the way that that's working, Rick, is he got so much on the front end that they're averaging that all the signing bonus and everything over then the course of the five six year deal, whatever it was, to come up with that with that average number per year. Um, so this year, his base would be that 5-5. Five, five. Now, I'm, I'm assuming he probably has some sort of incentives in there to where if you make the Pro Bowl, if you win a Super Bowl, whatever, the, uh, you know, different incentives for different players that could bump that up um, somewhat. But the base would absolutely, you know, be that 5.5. Five, um, and then everything else would have to come from incentives because that average, again, was done by the, by the signing bonus. Does that make sense? Yes. So his signing bonus must have been absolutely enormous. It was, yeah. The signing bonus was pretty big, but again, it was very, very team friendly. And like, I'll give you an example. Um, Dietrich Wise, you know, Razorback, one of my clients, he yeah. has a clause that, um, so he has his base salary, and then he has a clause if he plays uh, 50% of the snaps, he gets an additional 500000 If he plays uh, 65% of the snaps, he gets an additional 500000 If he plays 75% of the snaps, of course, he gets an additional 500000 So he has a chance if he plays 76% of snaps, he'll earn an extra $1.5 million, um, just in incentives you know, alone based on that play time. I see. And uh, those do not work against the cap, correct? Uh, well, that's, a, that's an interesting question because there's this is probably going to be way more than you want to know, but there's two categories of incentives. One, they're called likely to be earned, <laughs> and the other is called not likely to be earned. Oh, my and goodness. So, <laughs> likely to be earned means that player would have hit the, that incentive the previous year. And so those count to the cap immediately if they're likely to be earned. If they're not likely to be earned, that means that player did not hit that the previous year before you did the contract. And those would not count into the cap initially, but then if the player hit it, it would count in the following year's cap. So, um, it's your question. They do count. Who dreams this stuff up? (laughs) Yeah, it's not, it's not, uh, not simple for sure. Good gracious. So, Mahomes, I guess the reason I was reading this was because, um, it says he's the seventh highest paid quarterback in pro football. So I guess he got all this money up front, whereas other quarterbacks maybe didn't get as much up front and maybe not as much guaranteed, but they can make more per season. Is is that, am I correct there? Correct. Yeah, correct. And when they, when they talk about the, the fifth highest paid, the first highest paid, whatever, they're all going by that average per year generally. And so that average per year, yeah, it can be manipulated based on either the up front or the the back end or, or, or something like that. So absolutely, you know, a lot of times there might be a roster bonus, for example, for a player's salary that, hey, if you're on the 53, then you get a roster bonus, which is similar to a signing bonus. Um, and so then that would factor into that whole average as well. But yeah, Rick, theoretically, you're right. They could be, Mahomes could have gotten more in front. Other players could get more during the year. And that's really based on the team's cap needs and cap structure. If a team needs more cap relief on the front end, generally you're going to see larger signing bonus because that's going to be prorated over the life of the deal. Um, you know, if a team needs, they're good on cap money that year, maybe the, the salary's higher because that would all count for that year's cap and then, you know, they do a, a roster bonus the following year. So it, it really just depends on how they structure it, usually based on the team's cap need. You think Mahomes has a roster bonus? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to he, make the roster. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's what, like, for guys like that, a lot of times they will do a roster bonus but knowing, hey, this is just as good as anything else, because you're going to make the roster, you know, so there, there, it is the way to put it in. He makes the likely category on that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think he's sweating the, when the 53 man, you know, the Turk walks around to cut guys. I don't think he's sweating to see, to see that guy. Not too much. Mm-mm. All right, Chris, hang on. Can you hang on one more segment? Yep, absolutely. Very good. Hang on. Chris Turnage, our NFL agent and guru. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment.
Join Kevin McPherson, Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, each Friday on Drive Time Sports. Brought to you by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Hey, it's Joey and Ryan right here at Red River Dodge. We've got some huge discounts to tell you about. We're doing it again. 10000 off MSRP on new Ram 1500. And we've got up to $7,000 off new Jeep Gladiator Sport. Up to $5,000 off MSRP on new Jeep Wrangler. We have huge discounts, big selection. We're going to give you the most for your trade. So make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs. Or check us out on the web at redriverdodge.com. During the 4th of July sales event. It's the Ranger and Mercury Firecracker Blowout Sale. Going on now at all six Bradford Marina Day TV statewide locations. Check out the Regency 230 LE3 Sport with 250 Mercury Verado and get up to $10,000 in savings. Or try the Ranger 520R with Mercury 250 Pro XS and up to $5,000 inflation discount. And a free cover on the spot financing. Buy today, play today. Available now up to July 4th at all six Bradford Marina Day TV statewide locations. Your authorized Ranger dealer. At Ed- Food Giant, they know your family is important, and they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is Mexican chicken for only $7.49, paired with roasted corn and black beans for just $4.99. This is Pat Bradley for my friends at Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton and their summer auto loan special that's available for all five counties Alcoa serves. Interest rates as low as 2.49%. Take the summer off with no payments for 90 days or how about 84 months financing. Offer valid on new 22 or 23 models or you can refinance your current auto loan. Go to Alcoa alcoacommunityfcu.org and apply securely online today. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton, now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy has been selling and servicing Kubota equipment since 1991. Achieving Kubota's elite status for the service department and the years of experience throughout the dealership are just some of the reasons to choose Hennard. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy, your hometown dealer no matter where you live. Cord TV's Chanley Painter checks in with Morning Mayhem courtesy of the Gangster Museum of America and the Hattery of Hot Springs. The former Miss Arkansas will fill us in on the latest high-profile cases. Don't miss Chanley Painter with Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Buzz. It's Justin Acre for Certa Pro Painters, and I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at Certa Pro and tell them I've got a new project for them. Certa Pro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is, you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly. But it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at Certa Pro. Each Certa Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. These folks live in your community and want to help you get the best paint job possible. Schedule your free estimate at CertaPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Now back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. i got to admit, every time I hear that Eat My Catfish... And I'm thinking, whoo-hoo, that fried red tomato salad with the blackened chicken and shrimp on it. Oh, my goodness gracious. That was beyond delicious. Anyway, well, welcome back to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, joined again by our NFL agent and guru, Chris Turnage. I'm Randy Rainwater. All right, uh, Chris does the NFL have a major, major problem? It almost sounds like it's already out of control. And that is they've been handing out, the NFL seems like they've been handing out left and right these gambling suspensions. Is this a major issue that's about to blow up in the face of the NFL? You know, I don't, I don't think it is, and I think that's why they're taking such a, a proactive approach to it right now. Um, I, I think they're trying to say, hey, we're serious, and that's why we're suspending guys for entire season, um, you know, if you do that. So there's really five categories uh, of no-nos in terms of gambling. They, there's not anything that says they can't gamble at all, but 
Number one, they can't gamble on NFL games, period, no matter where they are. They can't gamble on any games or any event while they're at the team facility. So, in other words, they can't go put a, a bet in on a baseball game if they're at the team facility. Um, number three is they can't do daily fantasy wagers, and that's, again, to try to make sure to maintain the integrity. So you can't can't do daily uh, fantasy games because that's very easy to manipulate. They can do season-long fantasy, um, but they just can't do daily fantasy games. Um, they can't do uh, – those are the those are the three main ones. There's two other categories that are a little bit more minor. I think one is you can't do it from a team hotel either as opposed to like the team facility. Um, but uh, those are the those are the, the major ones. And so I think, you know, it, they post these in every team's locker room. They talk about it. I don't, I don't think there's a huge problem. I think it's just more so guys didn't think they would get caught or, um, oh, and, oh, the other, the other categories you can't give any inside information as to who's starting or who's playing good or anything like that, um, in terms of the gambling. But, um, like I know, I know several of these suspensions came from guys who were gambling on other things, but it just took place inside the team facility. Um, now the Isaiah Rogers for the Colts, it came out, he was, uh, he put over a thousand different wagers in. And he said it was for some friends of his, but uh, they were on football games. There were some with the Colts games. There were some daily fantasy in there. Um, and so he's suspended for a full year. He admitted it, hey, I, I did wrong and all that. So I, I don't think it's a major issue yet, but I think the NFL takes it serious so that it doesn't become a major issue and to make sure that the public has the confidence and, and uh, that they're, you know, they're trying to be as tra- transparent as possible. So do they put those signs in the locker room right next to the one saying "Use Fans Edge" and uh, "Here's your local <laughs> casino" and we're taking all this money from these people, but you we're, we're going to take their money, but we can't use their services. I mean, is is this not the height of hypocrisy? And, and it I, is, and I get, yeah. And and I get it because they want to make sure players aren't throwing games. I, I get that, but you know you can't bet on games. But hey, we want all the fans to bet on games. Now, exactly. That that, that's yeah. ridiculous. Um, well, if you remember a couple of years ago, you know, Tony Romo had a fantasy football convention at a casino in Las Vegas, and the NFL nixed that. Mm-hmm. And now they've got a team in Las Vegas that, uh, that oh is right, literally connected to a casino, you know, and so it's, uh, it is funny, but, uh, the NFL is the largest, you know, revenue generating in terms of gambling, uh, sport all year, you know, for year round. And so, yeah, the NFL's position is, hey, we don't want players anywhere close to the gambling so that it doesn't even appear like they're throwing games. Um, and so that's that's their philosophy. You're exactly right, Rick. At the same time, we're going to take a, a sponsorship from a casino and uh, and a sign that says, "Hey, you know, go go bet at MGM or whatever." But uh, yeah, the players players can't do it. And this has been talked about. I don't know if it exists or not. You'd know in stadiums being able to actually place bets on games while you're in the stadium, like they even supply you with ways to do it. it is now it, was I reading that they want to do that, or is it actually in action at this point? That is a potential action, yes. Yeah, so they they've talked about it. They haven't made moves or steps towards it yet. You know, if you go to England, um, like there are actual betting boxes, like an ATM, there at you know cricket games, um, at soccer games, that you can literally go in and do that. So that's what they've talked about. Is do they want to do that? Uh, I do think they would like to eventually, um, and especially with some of the stadiums, because the stadium would get a cut of that. Um, which means the owners get a cut of that. And mm-hmm. so um, I think they, they would like to, and it would not shock me to see that in the next five years. But at, at this point, there are no actual plans to do that. Well, okay, so why I'm, make them get out of the seats? Just put a computer there in front yeah, of them. And that's what I, that's you what can I just thinking. sit there and watch yeah. the game and bet right. as the game is ongoing. Right. Yeah. No, you might you might have it. And, you know, obviously cell phones can, can do the same thing now for a lot yeah. of them. But, yeah, that, that wouldn't be shocking to see that. And, you know, there's talk about even then, you know, hey, who gets the next? Who gets the next play? Who runs the next? Yeah, you know, right, right. Uh, touchdown Gosh. betting on those kind of things as yeah. well. That in-game betting. Bingo! And Bingo! Of course, the owners who want to make sure no player bets on a game gets they get an enormous amount of money from this. And they just put it in their pocket. You know, I, I can see why players get upset sometimes at ownership. That's 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 really bad. Really bad. Well, let's just totally change subjects here. Well, hold, hold on, hold on, Rick. I've, I've, okay. If we can, let's get to Sterling. He's oh, good. He's okay. been holding. Sterling. Good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey guys, uh, I had a quick question. I know y'all up on the up on the top of the hour. Uh, has you heard of any loopholes since you've been in the business that had to be a cover up that agents or teams have used in the past 
and their advantage. And what's the thing about a player coach? How does his how does his contract work out? Does he just goes strictly under the player uh, part of the calorie uh, salary cap, or does he? Do they have a coach's part of salary? A, a player coach. Let's say like Patrick Mahomes. Let's just say they call him the quarterback coach. <laughs> but you know, obviously he's a starting quarterback. I mean, how could that work, or that's just strictly just strictly have to be a player? And y'all guys have a great day. Thank you, Sterling. Yep, Sterling. So I'll take your second question first, and then go to the first one. But so in that scenario, obviously it was more, much more popular to have a manager coach, which hadn't been done in a while. But uh, um, you know, football, if they happen to do that, any salary they gave for that player as a coach would factor into the salary cap. So. Even a step farther, Tom Brady buys into the Raiders and then comes back to play for the Raiders, uh, as has been the rumor. Any any money he receives as owner of the Raiders would go into the salary cap. He can't circumvent that. So that would all factor in. If, if they named Patrick Mahomes quarterback coach as well, and they try to give him extra money for that, uh, it would still be counted. So and they're doing that, sorry, for your very point. So they can't try to circumvent and say, hey, we're going to hire you as a quarterback coach to pay you $5 million, and we're going to pay you 100000 as a player. You know, nine hundred thousand accounts towards the salary cap. Um, so that's the you know that's the very reason. But any additional income, if the owner says, "Oh, you use my yacht for the weekend," then that the fair market value of that should be calculated into the salary cap um, as well. So that's oh my really? theoretically really? way wow. work. Um, in terms of that first question, I think you said I, I, it kind of went out a little bit on me, but I think you said is there any loopholes? Is that what he's yeah, yeah, yes. that, yes. that owners have used? Um, there's always some loopholes. Yeah, that. that you have to figure out you know, the big one that has been argued recently is you know the OTAs are absolutely voluntary and players don't have to show up for OTAs uh, if they choose not to they're not supposed to be penalized for it but it's common sense if you're around and the coach is seeing you more obviously they're, they're going to usually give that player more rest but um, you know we had Jawan Johnson who was an offensive tackle with Denver Broncos he was not showing up to OTAs he got hurt working out at home and technically, the team doesn't have to pay for that. The team says, well, that's fine. That's going to be what's called a non-football injury, NFI, um, and we don't have to pay for it. And Juwan Johnson said, well, I'm doing the team workouts. I'm just doing them at home. But that's kind of a loophole that the team's do. They're like, well, if you're not here, then technically the CBA agrees that we don't have to pay for that injury. Wow. Um, so there is some action to try to correct that, but they're, they're pretty steadfast. They're like, hey, all you have to do is show up. If he gets the injury here, then we do pay for it. And I, I will say, obviously, I'm on the player side, and I represent players, but I will say, I do see the other point just because do you really know if the guy got hurt doing that workout at home, or did he get hurt water skiing, or did he get hurt, um, you know, snowboarding, or whatever? And so I do understand that point a little bit, but that, that's one kind of loophole for sure that, that's right now being discussed amongst the union and the, and the NFL management to determine if there's a, a better solution. Hmm. Wow. This went fast today, Chris. We will talk with you next week. That's our Have NFL. A good weekend, guys. You bet. Too, you Chris. too. Happy Fourth of July. That is Chris Turnage, our NFL agent and guru. Up next, Bart Reed, Pure Sweat Basketball Skills, being brought to you by Martin Orthopedics. Hour number three, straight ahead. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Those of us old enough to remember the UCLA dynasty of John Wooden still marvel at those legendary teams that won 10 national championships in just 12 years. Don't look now, folks, but Patty Gasso's OU Sooners are achieving something similarly scintillating. They just set